Hey lovely freaks and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host Amanda and if you're new here, hi, welcome. If you like things strange and unusual and true crime, you can go ahead and hit that subscribe or follow button. You can also head down to the description box and you'll see a link that will take you to our Instagram like at lovely freaks podcast, Facebook and all that jazz. As most of you know, my sister's not here again this week. Um, but I do have a guest with me. I have my mother-in-law. Say hello, Tanya. Hello. <laughs> and um, so she's going to be doing this episode with me. And then H- Hannah will be back next week. So g- don't fret, guys. She'll be back. Um, but like I said, she's been out west and she used to have a- tons of fun, her and my parents. So I'm sure she'll have a lot of stories to share with you guys when she gets back. Okay, so... I'm trying to think of anything else I need to tell you guys. I can't really think of anything. Um, I will say if you guys want to, like always, if you want to send us stories, please do so on our Instagram. We've actually had a few people send in some stories and we're going to do them um, over the next course of this summer. They're not stories, personal stories. They're actually um, different things that they want us to talk about. One of them was the, I can't ever say it right, the Delve Pass, Devod Pass. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but it's those hikers that went up to the Delve Pass and then they all mysteriously died. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of that story? Yeah. yeah. So that's one that someone wanted us to talk about. So, anyways, if you guys have any other cases you want us to talk about, let us know. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about the Alaskan Triangle. I didn't really even know this existed until I started, like, diving into all different kinds of articles last night. And then I just kind of went down a rabbit hole. So, the Alaskan Triangle is kind of, it's kind of like the Bermuda Triangle. There's actually, like, a bunch of different places on Earth, didn't realize this either, that have, um, different vortexes and stuff like that. And different, different, different places where people have mysteriously disappeared, like, a lot of people have mysteriously disappeared. Um, the disappearances in the Alaskan Triangle, however, um, it's at a rate of 16 times the national average of people that have disappeared. This includes ships, planes, people hiking, um, you know, what's another thing I'm trying to think of? Like forestry people and all that. Um, usually they're like there one minute and then they're gone the next and this is people that are trained people these aren't yeah. like just you know because <laughs> the alaskan wilderness is very unforgiving the triangle is in an area of the wilderness connected in three city points sorry that was my computer three let me start over three city points of Juneau, alaska borough alaska and anchorage alaska so it kind of makes like a triangle and I'm sure we'll put a picture up on our Instagram and probably our YouTube to show you guys. The area also covers the northern region of the Borough Mountain Ranges. So one of the major cases that kind of started this all was in October of 1972, the U.S. House Majority Leader Hale Boggs and the Alaskan Congressman Nick Baggett. Beggett, I think it's Beggett, um, along with a pilot and one other person, vanished while traveling on a small private plane. After weeks of searching, um, 
they found absolutely nothing. And so after this was kind of when it kind of blew up that there was something going on because people had been disappearing for like centuries, but nobody really ever talked about it, I guess you could say. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Do you know yes, anything about it? You, you I haven't that? heard about that, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. I mean, I know there's areas where people tend to disappear. Yeah. So a little history about Alaska is it's one of the largest states in our union. Um, it also most of the times the record lows can be like 70 below zero which is super cold um in borough alaska which is part of the triangle that we've talked about from may 10th to august 2nd um the sun is up constantly it never sets and then november to january they have nothing but darkness which i'm sure you guys know about that but there's I don't, also i don't know if i could handle the sun all the time but i mm-hmm. definitely could deal with the darkness i'm a night person yeah i could probably deal with the darkness yeah. but the sun no i knew a girl she um i went to school with her and she lives she lived in alaska she doesn't live there now but yeah she would always like put pictures on facebook she'd be like it's midnight but the sun was still up yeah. her, you know i was like i couldn't do that i knew someone from school too and they said they had like blackout shades and stuff mm-hmm. on their windows so it would appear to be night yeah um, Alaska also has 50% of all the U.S. Um, earthquakes happen in Alaska. And they're not like, not all of them are huge earthquakes. They can be up to hundreds a day. But they may have like kind of small ones, medium ones, stuff like that. There are about 100 volcanoes there. And of course, like we said before, the wildlife is really harsh. And, um, you know, the climate's deadly as well. So, about the disappearances, scientists suggest that the disappearances at sea could be because of fire ice. Fire ice is the methane gas coming up from the sea, which makes the water more buoyancy. And so, they think that maybe that's what's, that's why those ships are sinking. Yeah. Um, Some Alaskans and conspiracy theorists believe that it's actually alien abductions or maybe like a wormhole which we've talked about that before you guys on the skinwalker ranch episode so some of the stuff in this kind of reminds me of that as well did you listen to that episode yes i think you did yeah (laughs) i was gonna say i was pretty sure you did um that was one of my favorite episodes some even claim bigfoot of course people are gonna claim that and alaska is pretty much known for i think they're kind of known for the bigfoot sightings and stuff like that if i'm not mistaken um, then there are people that believe that it's just because of the harsh climate and the wildlife. Some people just think these people are going missing because, you know, I mean, if you're in the middle of the wilderness and you see a, a grizzly bear or mm-hmm. something like that, you know, that might be why they can't find a trace of them because they got yeah. eaten. <laughs> but our like polar I, bears are yeah. supposed to be very violent. Do they have polar bears in Alaska? Yeah. Do they? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. <laughs> I don't know. I believe I know. they do. Isn't that, that's the Arctic the polar bears live in the arctic the arctic's the other way that's the antarctic oh you oh oh you're thinking yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, the penguins and stuff are from the antarctic and the polar bears are from the arctic area yes so yeah because they're not that far which we'll get into that but they're not that far from um the north pole 
area. So yeah, I guess they could be. In fact, I've flown through Alaska before. I've had layovers at the airport and mm-hmm. there's this huge polar bear that they had taxidermied and it's like I would think nine to ten feet tall. It's really big. Oh wow. <laughs> well yeah, when my parent when my parents were going to Yellowstone, they we were talking about grizzly bears because they have grizzly bears in Yellowstone and then we were comparing like that to a polar bear. And apparently they can stand up to like 12 foot tall mm-hmm. when they stand on their hind legs. legs. Yes. <laughs> I was like, no, I would just, <laughs> I would, I would die right there and have a heart yeah. attack. Um, so anything can change in a second in the wildlife and in the wilderness in Alaska. I mean, one minute it could be, you know, not sunny, but it could be overcast. And the next minute it could be, you know, ice falling and snow and stuff like that. Some people that have went missing over the years have been, like I said, experienced climbers. Some have been wildlife officials, mm-hmm. so that have worked in the, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The parks. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. think. I can't think. They're um, trying to deal with the climate and yeah. the wildlife. So the flight with the government officials that I talked about in uh, 1970. The plane was flying from Anchorage to Juneau. It became one of the largest searches in the world at the time. There was planes. There was over 400 private fishing ships that were looking for these people. Uh, They were also looking for the plane, too, and they never found any of it. There was over 100 private planes, Coast Guard, and even spy planes. So, of course, since they were government officials, they involved the Pentagon in this, and the Pentagon couldn't even... Like, they had certain spy planes that would pick up infrared signatures and stuff. They couldn't even find any sort of bodies or plane or anything. Yeah. Well, the Speaker of the House is third in line to the President, so it is a very important (laughs) Pretty important. With all the technology and manpower, like I said, they couldn't find anything. Some wonder if maybe that the... If they went into a vortex, like I said, from the Bermuda Triangle... And what happens in Vortex is your navigational instruments stop working and electronics malfunction. So, they officially said that the plane went down due to ice. Um, The pilot that was actually flying the plane, it was weird because he wrote um, something and he wrote a paper on, because he was like a super experienced pilot in the... Alaskan bush is what it's called. Mm -hmm. And so he wrote a paper showing, like, telling people how to get out of ice if you're in that situation. And uh, so a lot of people were like, that's just really weird. Like, he would have been experienced enough to know how to get out of that situation and he wouldn't have lost control of the plane. I mean, obviously, guys, this wasn't some sort of small little pilot that's going to take these two government officials. It's going to be somebody with a lot of experience. I think this pilot had, like, over 20-plus years of experience. Um, the pilot from the government officials' disappearance was also, um, well, I said that, yeah, he was a Bush, a Bush pilot, and he had done that for over, like, 30 years, 20 years, I don't know, it was a long time. The Alaskan Northern Region can make a compass go haywire, and that's another thing with the vortex, um, because the closer you get to the gravitational pull from the north pole yeah so your compasses don't really work so they have to like know okay if i get into a situation where i don't have a compass i gotta figure out how to get back home or where i'm supposed to be you know 
Um, so I'll kind of tell you guys a little bit about the vortex and what that kind of means. It's kind of like a uh, energy tornado, I guess you could say. And if you look on a, because I looked this morning or last night or whatever, um, at a map of different energy spikes in the U.S. or in, actually in the world. In Alaska, if you look on a map, it has like a lot of energy spikes. And especially mm-hmm. in this area, in the Triangle area, yeah. it has a lot of energy spikes. Well, you're getting close to the North Pole, so. Yeah. yeah. And of course, you can see how this would affect planes, ships, all that stuff that has, um, you know, electronics and things that need to work in order for you to find your way out of a situation. However, how would this affect humans? Because a lot of people have been like, I don't understand how people can get lost. Well, sometimes some scientists say that when you are in a vortex, you become disoriented, you start hallucinating, and it can make you have like a tingly feeling and even give you like a headache. Our bodies are made up of, most, of mostly energy. Mm-hmm. So a vortex can very well do all these things because of the energy spikes. Vortexes can also make some people seem taller and thinner. So I need have that <laughs> I need to be in a vortex all the time <laughs> maybe I'll lose some pounds um so yeah on this episode uh, what was I watching decoding I don't know if you've ever decoded decoded. decoded it's on the history channel or it was I don't think it's I think it only had two seasons but I watched an episode about this and um the girl they made like a mini vortex this little trinket that they had and they put it in front of the two people that were there investigating they put it in between them and they were on one side of each other for a little bit and then when they switched sides the girl seemed shorter than the man and he seemed a lot taller yeah so it's almost like it and it was even messing with their cameras and stuff like that i don't know i thought it was super cool (laughs) (laughs) so climbers and rescue workers have said that when they are kind of like climbing up into this vortex or whatever they start hearing like a buzzing sound like bees and they also can notice that the ice starts shifting um i don't know if that's just like maybe their eyes are vibrating back and forth and they can't really tell but yeah they've noticed that it's been uh, i thought that was pretty cool i went too far on my computer um oh yeah the 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 natives of the area I don't want to say their name wrong. I think it's Tingit people or Le- I don't know. The tribe in that area. I'm going to say that because I don't want to say it wrong and somebody get mad at me. So the tribe in the area, um, they believe that the triangle actually has a shapeshifter. It's a demon that is called Kush- Kushtaka. I'm pretty sure that's it. Kushtaka. Um, It's a half man and half otter-like thing. He's also a shapeshifter. So the elders of the tribes would tell people that that's why people go missing. Because he can shapeshift. And like if if your grandma was supposed to be in the shed and then you saw her at the edge of the woods and she started waving you to come to the woods, it would Mm -hmm. be him and it wouldn't be the your grandma yeah so um and we kind of talked about that it kind of reminded me of skinwalkers again from skinwalker ranch but the tribes 
like even grown men are like super scared of this and they like that's all they believe they believe that that's the only reason why people would disappear in the Alaskan Triangle is because of this um what would you call him spirit I guess because what's supposed to happen is he's supposed to trap your soul and then you can't like ever go to the spirit world basically yeah (laughs) it kind of reminds me of that series the terror which was actually about a real ship in colonial times that was navigating through that area Mm -hmm. and they got stranded and they went wild on the tv show but i i guess the crew disappeared of the two ships and it was in that area so maybe that you know maybe they started hallucinating and they thought something was stalking them and yeah oh (laughs) it could have been based off this i know that um i'm not very good with history but the guy that sailed to alaska first do you know who i'm talking about i don't know if you know who i'm talking about somebody will know put it in the comments um his when he got there his crew and everything they started experiencing a lot of problems like they would have people that would disappear um maybe that's what that show you're talking about is based off of too or well i don't know these were from england i believe was it colonial times yeah yeah that's what this but they were trying to map a passage through there yeah, that's yeah. what this. Oh, so that must have been it. Yeah. yeah, it's the same. Must be the same person. Um, but yeah, they were, and and yeah, they were trying to map. That's what it was. They were trying to map a passage, and they kept getting lost, or they would either some some people would start hallucinating, and um, then people would start disappearing, and just a whole bunch of stuff started happening. So, I bet that's it. I bet that's the same thing. And that was a TV show. Yeah, they made a series about it. Huh. Cool. I believe it was on AMC. Oh, okay. But it should be on Hulu, I believe. I believe it's on Hulu. Hmm. So, we're going to talk about the UFOs, but... Well, we'll talk about... There's been a few UFO sightings, but we're going to talk about one in particular. But yeah, other than that, um, we'll just pause at this time and talk about what we've learned so far. I thought it was pretty interesting. I guess kind of every culture has some sort of legend about a monster or something like that i mean they even talk about bigfoot yeah i haven't watched any of the bigfoot stuff have you ever watched that i've seen some things on it yeah like bigfoot sightings and all those different tv shows i don't know there's like a million tv shows fox nation there's a um monsters across america and one of the um the girl actually goes and to some of the places bigfoot's been sighted Oh, and it's a really cool. interesting series. I didn't know they had that yeah. stuff on Fox Nation. Yes. I never got the free, by the way. You I, told think me. They're, I think they extended it. You might want to look into it. I'm going to have to look at it then. <laughs> if not, you can log into mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you kept telling me, and I totally forgot to do that. Yes. Um, the thing about the Vortex really is interesting to me, though. And just, it, bl- it blew my mind how different... I don't know. The Earth is so crazy, you guys. And we've only discovered so much of it. I mean, just think about our oceans. And we've talked about this before on this podcast. But we've only discovered 5% of the ocean. Yeah. And this world is covered in like 85% of it. So, (laughs) that just alone scares the crap out of me. Because I don't (laughs) know. There's no telling what could be out there. Yeah. But, um, 
yeah, the vortex thing is really interesting. And like I said, you guys can look it up. There's different spots. I want to say it's the Bermuda Triangle, this, the Alaskan Triangle, um, Headstone, and there's a few other ones. There's some little island off the coast of uh, California. And it all kind of makes like a triangle around the whole world, actually, around the, you know, different points. And I think there might be somewhere in Japan as well. Or something like that. I'm not sure. So, but now we're going to talk about the UFO sighting from this Japanese airplane. So, in 1986, three UFOs played tag, pretty much, with a Japanese airline cargo flight 1628 for 50 minutes while they were visibly observed by, um, you know, the crew. The crew was observing what was going on. During the last 30 minutes, the UFOs were tracked on the military and civilian radar, and the entire encounter was verified by a high-level administrator of the FAA. So, they literally, and this is another, you know, oh, he's fine. <laughs> that would be, uh, what's his name? Indiana. <laughs> Indiana. <laughs> he was trying to tell me what his name was. <laughs> he wanted to comment on the what we're talking about. That's fine. My cat Logan constantly, <laughs> he'll come up in our stuff. One time he messed up the the um, recording. Um, so yeah, this is another example of the government knowing that UFOs exist and not telling anybody. So, you know, there's that. So it's like the Till X-Files now. is real. Yeah. <laughs> Till now. Now they're like, oh yeah, by the way. Aliens are real. Thought you guys, I don't know. Or UFOs are real. Um, so, this got, like, worldwide media coverage. The Japanese airline captain, you know, you guys know I'm bad with names. Uh, Kinju, I'm going to call him that. I'm pretty sure that might not be it, but we'll see. Um, he was an ex-fighter pilot and a senior airline pilot. And he had, mo- he had, he had over 10,000 hours in flight time. He was assigned to the flight of this Japanese cargo plane, and it was the flight. It was the flight was from te- uh, Paris. I almost said Texas, Paris, and then it went to Anchorage, and then it went on to Tokyo. So the captain, sitting on the left side of the cockpit, saw unidentified lights out of his side window to the left and below. He thought that there it was a military plane, and he ignored them. After a few minutes, he realized that these unidentified flying objects were pacing him. Flight 1628 contacted the Anchorage Center twice, like the Alaska, um, you know, airplane, what's it called? The tower. The control tower. The control tower. (laughs) There we go. I can't, I can't think. And asked if there were any aircrafts in the area because this dude's like seeing these aircrafts out of his airplane. He's freaking out. So he thought, okay, maybe it's military. Maybe they're trying to like see what we're doing. The Anchorage Center responded that there were no military aircrafts and ground radar did not show any aircrafts other than flight 1628. Then the two lights began to move in an erratic manner. The pilot's officials reported report said, this is what he said in his uh, report to the FAA. He said, quote, the distance from the lights was far enough from us and we felt no immediate danger. I thought perhaps it was a UFO. The lights were still moving strangely. Most 
Unexpectedly, two spacecrafts appeared directly in front of the plane, shooting off lights, which I thought was really strange. I thought, I guess maybe he was, maybe they were blinking or something like that, which I've never heard of that from a UFO, but whatever. The inside cockpit shined brightly, um, and it was warm on their faces from the light that was shining on them. Then, three to seven seconds later, the fire from the jets stopped and became a small circle of lights as they began to fly in level flight at the same speed as we were. The middle of the body of the ship sparkled in occasional stream of lights like charcoal fire. Its shapes its shape was a square flying 500 feet to 1,000 feet in front of us. Very slightly higher in altitude than us. Its size was about the same as a DC-8, which I think is um, an airplane that's the same size as a, the airplane that they have. The cargo plane. The entire encounter, however, was then verified by a high-level FAA official later on they said like I said earlier like 30 minutes later they finally started seeing it on radar so at first they didn't see anything on radar and this went on for a while and then 30 minutes before the UFOs vanished um they started seeing them on radar the incident the incident received media coverage all over the world however this plane did not disappear like many planes in Alaska so yeah very interesting. Very interesting. Also, the guy I was reading, um, he said that there were, like most UFO encounters that we've talked about, they were there for like a second, and then all of a sudden they were just gone. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. So, yeah. thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah, these sightings of these lights, they say that, um, that they're, the UFOs that are coming out in the report... The reason they caught these people's interest is because they the movements were not cannot be explained by physics mm-hmm. as we know it's very interesting um, yeah because you were telling me something about this new report that was coming out it came out a couple of days ago didn't it it's either it might be later this month oh okay they're going to release a lot of their information yeah from the military and all the reports and stuff that they they have you would think i'd be keeping up with that but <laughs> i um I don't know. I already know <laughs> UFOs are real and possibly aliens, so it's okay. I've seen one. Um, have you ever seen anything? No. No? It's pretty crazy, man. It's trippy. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely something I'll never forget. Um, so, yeah. That was one UFO sighting. And then, I believe there was a climber. I don't know. I didn't really put it in here. But there's been plenty of climbers in this triangle that have seen you know, different orbs in the sky. Yeah. Um, one guy said that he was climbing up this mountain and he saw a green orb, like, high up in the clouds. And also, of course, in Alaska, they're not going to be able to see, like we've talked about at Skinwalker Ranch, where there was lights all the way around the spacecraft. I mean, they're probably not going to be able to see that because the there's tons of cloud coverage, so... Well, and they say the northern lights certain part of the years, too. So Yeah, that, yeah. too. So, um, and that's probably why they don't see as many UFO sightings as 
I guess, other places because I'm sure when it's daylight outside, it's hard to... Yeah. I don't know. I haven't heard about a lot of UFO sightings in the daylight now that I think about it. It's kind of <laughs> weird. <laughs> That's kinda, I just thought about that. <laughs> That's really odd. Hmm. Maybe it is military planes. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not, guys. Because the military's already come out that it's not. It's UFOs. But that freaks me out that, um, I mean, it doesn't freak me out. I've known for years that there's UFOs, but the fact that the military now and the government is, like, coming out saying, yeah. Yeah, they're releasing real. the reports you know? that they have. And, um, all those things, all those conspiracy theories from theorists from back in the day, like in the 60s and 70s, because there was one, um which I'm sure you've heard about, that whole town that experienced the UFO sightings. Yeah. I think that was actually on, um, what's that show? Unsolved Mysteries. The new one. Mm -hmm. It was on the new Unsolved Mysteries. Which we were going to talk about that one time, but I decided not to because it's on Unsolved Mysteries. (laughs) So I'm sure everybody's seen it. If you watch this, if you listen to this podcast, you've probably watched that. If you haven't watched Unsolved Mysteries, you should because it's amazing, especially the new one. Um, so yeah, anything else you want to add? It's just very interesting. It's, yeah. you know, people do disappear all the time. So, mm-hmm. I mean, what happened to Amelia Earhart? She just disappeared out of the blue. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And these government officials, and I was trying to think about what, um, what was it that got me? There was something that got me started on this, and I can't remember what it was. I know I was looking at serial killers in Alaska, which I've covered, we've covered one. And then there's that guy that used to, I can't think of his name right now, but he would hunt people in Alaska. Like, he would literally kidnap them and let them go in the wilderness and then hunt them to shoot them. Which kind of reminded me of an episode of Criminal Minds. Yes. (laughs) I want to talk about... So, I've been watching Criminal Minds a lot lately, you guys. I think I told you that on the last couple episodes. But, uh, I wish that some of these cases were real. So, that way I could actually dive into them talk about them. Because well, they're know, very interesting. they do say they get ideas yeah, from yeah. actual people. Because I think they actually did one where it was a brother. It was... And it was the brother. I don't... They weren't in Alaska. But it was two brothers that were, like, hunting people. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that episode. But, yeah. Um, and then I think they've actually done one that kind of resembled John Benet Ramsey's case. I think it was with like a boy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. But all right. <laughs> well, that's pretty much it. Um, like I said, next week Hannah will be back with us, and I don't know. We might do the Delph. The I can't ever say that. I think it's Devel Pass or something like that, but. I just call it Delve Pass because I, I don't know. Um, that one's been done a lot before, but we might try to do that one. Or we might do a serial killer. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I know we need to do a... Um, a lot of you guys have requested for us to do an episode on another abduction. Preferably somebody that survives because y'all guys seem to really think those are very interesting. So maybe we'll try to do that. But... Anywho, um, go ahead and like this video if you're watching on YouTube. You can also comment down below. Go give us a review on iTunes because it helps us out a ton. 
And just thank all you guys for listening so far because we're now up to 2,000 and something listeners. Um, last time I checked, it's been a couple of days, but yeah, 2,050 or something oh, like wow. that. Oh, wow. That's good. Yeah. So keep on going. Share this with everybody. Um, and thank you for oh. doing this with me so I didn't have to do it by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I hate not being able to talk to somebody and like yeah. bounce ideas yeah. off of somebody. So anyways... All right, well, we'll see you guys later. Bye.